Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Bearded Bros Podcast. As always, we want to thank you for listening. You can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or you can send us an email to beardedbrospodcast at gmail.com. You can also become a Patreon subscriber where we'll be uploading some exclusive content in the future. And we hope that you'll join us there because that's going to help propel us to the next level. And we hope that you'll be right there along with us. As always, thank you for listening and cheers. Right, and welcome to another episode of Bearded Bros Podcast. As always, I'm Keith, and I'm joined by my two bearded bros, Stephen and Charles. Stephen, Charles, still hate Nazis? Are you talking about feminazis, Keith? I'm just talking about Nazis. Oh, not feminazis? What's a a feminazi? Is that even a thing? Yeah, it was in our our late grade, um, what's his name? Oh, old Rush Limbaugh's favorite thing to complain about? Yeah, Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Is, Is anybody sad? Um, a human life was lost. That is tragic. Sure, we'll go with that. No I, comments. I have, to I have no comment. <laughs> but going back to our original sorry. question, you guys do still hate Nazis, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Charles had to think about it for a moment. Well, what if my brother was a Nazi? I don't know if I would hate him. I'm pretty sure if my brother was a Nazi, I would not have a hesitation in hating him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would. All right, guys. Would well, you boycott what <laughs> Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff like that if your brother was going to be there, Keith? I, I think I would skip. Yeah. If people were willing willing to bring in Nazis to have conversations, I'm out. I'm also well, you imagining know, him like wearing a uniform, <clears throat> like at Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like I, family first, Keith, before all things. And can't pick your family. You can't pick your family, but you can pick who you hang out with and if your family is a nazi you can choose not to hang out with your nazi family maybe so all right guys well what why don't we go ahead and jump right into the week and let's if this is going to be probably a pretty short podcast this week um i have to go to mississippi tomorrow so we're going to be doing some editing wait isn't that where all the nazis live oh it's all the racists live But I have to go to Mississippi this week. We're going to get some editing done tonight. We're going to try to get this posted tonight. So we're going to move pretty quickly. And the one thing I'm going to say before we move on is if you are a fan of this podcast, then make sure to like what is soon to be a brewery by one of the guys from this podcast, which is Good Trouble Brewing Company. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm happy to announce that this project is in full swing right now. I feel like I'm just a shill for uh, Keith's company now. 
<laughs> this yeah, is what it was all about all along. He's been playing the long game, four dimensional yep. chess. Yep. So Keith, I mean, tell us what what where what's going on with the brewery and what what are well, what are where you at? We're we're still looking for a location. We we had one that we were meh about, I think is the best way to describe it. We were meh about it, but they told us that hey, you know what? A brewery coming in is too risky. So when you tell me no. And you tell my partner no, that just pisses us off to the point where we are going full steam ahead. So we are wait, we're still wait. Tr- so let me get this right. They said no, you can't put your brewery here. So you said now we're mad. We're not putting our brewery here. To no, me, I'm saying I, I, Keith sounds like a rapist. I don't know. <laughs> no, what we what we have said is fine, you don't want us there. Fuck you. We're gonna show you how successful we're going to be somewhere else. So we're still trying to find the location. We're narrowing some recipes down. We we have three to four that we're super excited about to bring to the masses that we brewed three or four times. Um, And we're, we're still experimenting. We're trying some new things. But this is something that we are dead set on. This is... We're full steam ahead right now. We we are going to make this happen. And I've talked to both of you guys about a few weeks before we open the brewery. Y'all are going to come help me brew a couple batches. Yeah, boy. Sounds like Steven. Plan. Steven's like, oh, shit, I'm going to be doing all the work. No, no, no this is my baby. Do any of the work. What are you talking about? <clears throat> This is my baby, and we have Trip is fully on board, and Trip will be assisting me as well. So I'm super excited to have Trip jump on board, and this is going to be something not to take anything from the orangutan, but it's going to be fucking beautiful at the end of the day. Nice. Uh, so Charles, do you get that reference? I don't get that reference. No, not at all. <laughs> I just Trump, yeah, Trump I, I, always said it the most beautiful. Oh, like, so he's the orangutan. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. he's the orangutan. Oh, okay. So all right, guys. Well, why don't we go ahead and jump into it and let let's go with your first beer of the week. And Stephen, why don't you start us off? All right, I'll go first. So I found this at my local carryout, the old Speedy Mart, and this is an Einstock. How do you, how do you pronounce the two little dots over an O? It's usually Einstoke. like yeah, it's, it's a long O. Okay, yeah. so Einstock, and this is a Icelandic white ale, and nice. it actually is brewed in Iceland. It's from. Have you had this before, Stephen? No, I haven't. It's pretty common out here, so I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself. Yeah, so I'll keep it short since I'm basically reviewing a, a basic beer. For the rest of the <laughs> Sorry, Keith. I didn't realize that I wasn't um, coming fully prepared. <laughs> Keith, you want to you kick us off? It, no, Steve, I think you got it. It sounded exotic to me. Iceland sounds exotic. Oh, look at the color. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's, it's, it's beer colored. The head is white, like someone from Iceland, I imagine. And it smells really good. It smells like, yeah, like a wheat, like a wheat beer. Let's give it a taste. Ooh, no, I don't know. It, it's pretty good. It's not. Um, <laughs> well, I guess I don't know what to compare it to. And maybe that's good because I've never had any beers from Iceland. So maybe they have styles of beer that, you know, I'm not familiar with. But it's very, very kind of smooth and muted. Like there's not a lot of flavor to it, but it's not bad. It's good. I'd expect it to be like an ice beer or something to be really strong. I def I definitely don't think this is very strong. It's no, good, I mean it's I, just like a... I could totally drink. It's very drinkable, Charles. It's, that's oh, 
Um, I mean, nice. it, it's a it's a white L. It's fantastic, and I like. I'm a fan of it. What I'm a bigger fan of from theirs is their Arctic Berry L. There are berries that grow in the Arctic during the summer called bilberries, and they will go and like handpick these bilberries. Wait, wait, wait. For... That's the drummer from REM. That's amazing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll go pick these bilberries and use them, and it's a fantastic beer. Cool. Bilberries. So, now Stephen, you know. what, what's, your, what's your ABV on that? Keith, what is the ABV on this? I I don't know off the top of my head, you don't Stephen. Know, Keith, it's five. I would guess four point two. It's five point two. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right. So what what is your I, rating? I give it. I give it two out of three uh, Viking horns on a helmet. Nice. <laughs> I'll go next. And since we're all doing, right, Charles, let's go. Yeah, since we're doing basic beers. I have the most basic beer. I have a Stone IPA. I just realized, look, the can is printed upside down. Oh, yeah, it's upside down. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, but but I think we all know the history of Stone IPAs. It's kind of like, kind of kicked off the IPA movement a little bit. Um, I assume all our audience has had an, a Stone IPA before. So I'm trying to... Not necessarily. Not necessarily. That's true. I'm going to try to taste it with fresh eyes. So here we go. Charles, don't pour it in your face. Am I supposed to slogger it or something? Uh, you well, you were pouring it in your eyes because you said. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. it was a bad joke considering no, that no one else can see the video. No, but it was also true <laughs> because I just like dunked it instead of like sipped it. Um, I think my first experience of an IPA was uh, not good. Honestly, I don't I don't think I liked them, and then and then I burped and I realized how much I love them. So um, <laughs> no, so, you get that. I, you get that hot flavor on the burp that's just, you know, it's refreshing and crisp. Sure. And yeah. I'd say this is just really good middle of the road IPA, tart to begin with, sweet at the end, uh, but not tacky sweet like a lot of IPAs have become. Um, you know, I would not not drink this. So, so yeah, it's good. I will give it, I will give it, uh, I will give it uh, hmm, 12 out of 13 disc golf speed no no 13 out of 12 i want i want to overplay the disc and overpower the disc so 13 out of 12 for a disc golf speed nice yeah i don't that doesn't really make a lot of sense so this this is like a beat <laughs> this is like a beast plus yeah yeah yeah. this is if i could throw more than my disc could handle yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, my beer, my first beer of the week is going to kind of lead into beer news. So I'm glad that I'm going last. But my first beer of the week is from Bearded Iris. And this is the 2616 Flamingo Road, which is a triple fruited, fruited sour with raspberry, lactose, and strawberry. Yeah, we drink those all the time in Texas. Yeah, it's basic. Oh, fuck me. Oh, jeez. This is fucking good. It's red. It's almost pink. Yeah. Um, Raspberry strawberries right up front. The lactose kind of sweetens a little bit. Fucking incredible. And I would not have guessed this at all. I thought it would be a little bit higher. It's only 6%. So this this beer is absolutely fantastic. And that's going to go ahead and... Well, let me go ahead and rank this real quick. And I'm going to give this 72 out of 74 flamingo legs. Wow. So why 74? 
<clears throat> what's the what's the, the the connection there, Keith? There, there's no connection. I just gave it 72 out of 74 flamingo legs. Like, so what does there have to, to be a connection, Stephen? Well, what happened to the other flamingo? 35. Um, the other flamingo choked on a fish. I don't know. It's 72 <laughs> out of 74. <laughs> which leads us into our next segment of the week, which is. Beer news. All right, guys. So I, I mentioned this as I was drinking the beer. This week, we are celebrating the fifth anniversary of Bearded Iris, which has become a Nashville staple. You guys have been over there with me. They make fantastic beer, whether it be IPAs, double IPAs, sours, stouts. They, they just make great beer. And are we throwing them a little bit of a shout out because they sent us a package this week that we'll be drinking in a few weeks during one of our next podcasts? Maybe, but it's still a big deal to hit five years in the brewing industry. Absolutely. Happy anniversary, Bearded Iris. And they next only lost in- one flamingo along the way. <laughs> next in beer news is New Realm that we've talked about a few times. Mitch Steele, the head brewer at New Realm, used to be the head brewer at Stone. Um, New Realm is launching a new hard seltzer. Apparently, this is becoming a huge thing right now these hard seltzers and they're releasing alpha water and mitch still did have a hand in it um but they're going to release a black cherry a citrus punch cucumber lime and blueberry acai and these are non-alcoholic no they they are all four and a half percent oh i thought they were like uh like this the hop water no, this is 100% alcoholic. These are your hard seltzers. So like okay. the Bud Lights, hard seltzers, the um, Coors and whatnot. And then the other thing in beer news, which I was like, what the hell is this? I won't lie. It kind of pisses me off a little bit. But Heineken is laying out some new hard seltzers. And they're calling it Arizona Sunrise Hard Seltzer nationally, but they're calling it Ranch Water in Texas. So it's Dosaki's Ranch Water in Texas, Arizona Sunrise everywhere else. What, why does it make you mad? I don't surprise I, you. Just call it one or the other. Like, what? Ma- why do you have to change the name of something for Texas? Market research. Well, ranch Water sounds gross. But if you're in Texas, you probably know what a ranch water is and you know it's good. We have ranch water here in Tennessee. Like- well, but Keith, you're in Nashville, which is where you have everything first and you are, you like you guys have all the good stuff already, but other places aren't as cool as Nashville. That, But the ranch water we have is the same ranch water that you buy at Specs. Well, ranch water is a mixed drink. Right. So, I'm not like, talking I, about the mixed drink. I'm talking about ranch water, the hard seltzer, and they have the grapefruit flavored one. Right, but I don't think it's a super popular drink across the country. You know what I mean? So if like if you're in Iowa and you have people that like are used to white claws and they say ranch water, like just what do you picture in your head when you hear the words ranch water? Like that sounds really disgusting. I think if you don't I think know of that, the association between that and a drink. What was that old Nickelodeon show that had the girl that married Ben Stiller on it? Hey, dude. I think of Hey, dude, when I hear ranch water. A Nickelodeon show, huh? Yeah. Wow. You, you guys are not that much older than me. <laughs> I, I, I did not. I probably watched it, too. I don't remember Hey, dude. I'm, 
I'm trying to remember. I just remember the football head. The only one I remember from Nickelodeon is like Cat you can't do that on television. Remember you can't do that on the television when they would slam Yeah, that was a great that was actually yeah. a lot of fun to watch. Again, I, I don't know. Hey, dude, I don't know what that is. But <laughs> yeah, I, I want our, I want our listeners to know that Stephen and Charles make themselves out to be 70 years old, and I will be 39 next month. But we Jeez. are not separated. When you, when you listen to this podcast, I challenge you to find any reference in the past 10 minutes since we started where we said anything about how old you are. We just said we haven't seen Hey Dude. <laughs> That's all we've I, said. I will bring up references in the past when you're like our much younger colleague, Keith. <laughs> I was really poor growing up. We didn't have Nickelodeon. So. You had Panelodeon? <laughs> we had nothing. I was waiting. You need to make a dad joke out of that. Panelodeon? Couldn't, couldn't even afford... Couldn't even afford a nickel Odeon. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, why don't we go ahead and jump into our next segment of the week? Hey, guys. Want to check out my mixtape? It's got a bunch of bands you've never heard of before. Let's go ahead and jump into our music segment of the week. And who wants to start out? I'll kick it off. All right, Charles, let's go. I was I was looking at Steven to see if he wanted to kick it off. But uh, before before we start this, we we have discussed the fact that our playlist can get a little long. And uh, maybe what we need is a is a theme to fit playlists going forward. So I think you can kind of look at this as like a, a challenge. There will be a theme going forward and you have to meet that challenge. Right now, I think probably mainly because of you, Keith, We've been stuck on geography, or at least I have been. I've been thinking geog- geographically about artists, but we're going to have a theme going forward. So it could be something like uh, songs your parents would hate, or it could be uh, songs that are climactic and build and 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 have like a climax, basically. Or it's so nice of you guys to fill me in on yep. this, you know, during the podcast instead of you know a couple well, days ahead. Well, okay, we're well, sorry, no. Keith. We, we're we're formally asking for your approval. That's what we're doing. Keith, Keith would love this shit. So, yeah. and it's not this podcast; it's next podcast, right? Okay. So, okay. We're, gonna, we're gonna for our esoteric topic, we're gonna come up with something that we want to decide to make our theme, and it could be so generic too. It could be something like uh, pick me up songs, songs that make you happy when you're sad. It could be, it could be uh, songs. You could put throw a random word out there, Tuesday, and like that. You just have to build your songs around that. So. Yeah, think- Keith, you can think about it like, you know, we, we started thinking about like a mixtape, but, and I, and I was listening to our playlist from this season and there's good songs on it, but then we were like all over the place. So it's not really like a mixtape. Like Keith, you remember back in the day when you would sit down with your phonographs, right? And you would like, or your eight <laughs> tracks and you would like string together like a, a set of them. However you would do that in your Right. Your and you had age. to have a certain, there was a but, certain yeah. formula. Right. So you might do, I mean, and it could be as simple as like, you might, you might pick, you kind of did this already. Like you said, Canadian Americana singers, like, so that could be the, the, the genre or the theme for the mixtape that we, that we make. And we kind of figured we'd do it like one for every two episodes. So like we announce it and then the next two episodes, that's, that's our theme that we add to. So they'll probably add, like, you know, if if we all do like two to three, four songs, you know, then you wind up with a playlist that's like somewhere in the 20, 20 some songs, which is like a reasonable length playlist. Yeah. I like this idea. 
no, it, it's 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 an awesome idea. It's and we knew you'd like it, Keith. But uh, there's so many places we could go with the topics and stuff. I, I think it's it's fantastic. And and the yeah. topics I threw out there were really horrible. But there are so <laughs> many more. I just so don't, I didn't better. know we were doing geography. I don't well, remember. I guess since I, I brought up, I don't Canada. have any songs about Azerbaijan or anything, or like you know Philippines. Well, it it just seemed that was Istanbul, a Constantinople. <laughs> <laughs> But it did seem like Keith got on a kind of a Canadian thing and then I was on a Canadian thing and it just, and definitely mine this week is geography based. Um, so I don't know. And, and it, you know, I don't know. I just, I need, I, I, really, need to, I need to pay better attention. <laughs> I'm really excited about my theme this week. So like th- th- I think this is great. I love themes because it gives you something to spend the week thinking about and yep. something might come to you on a Tuesday, something might come to you on a Friday, but it's one of those things that it also helps you dive into music more than you may typically do. So I think it's a great Keith, idea. Unfortunately, our first theme is songs that come to you on a Wednesday. So you can't do what you just described. <laughs> Damn it. I was so ready. <laughs> All right, but guys. By the so- end of the episode, we do have to come up with a theme, which we'll use yeah. for them the next two weeks. If, of course, Keith, as the official owner of this podcast and all of its strange I'm branding not, and I, Hold on. No, 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 no. Okay Time out. You. I'm not the owner of this podcast. I'm merely well, you do the do all host. the work. And when people send us care packages, they send them to your house. But <laughs> so those care packages... Those care packages come with me to Texas but when I come to visit. Can okay, I ask boss. a clarifying question? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're not planning on doing another like live in-person recording, are we? Yes. Yes, we are. <sighs> really? Yeah. Well, let's let's learn from our mistakes from last time. Yeah, we're get, we're gonna do it in the same room you're in right now. And we're not gonna have a peanut gallery. And we're we're just going to do our podcast in person. And you know what else we're going to have? A cooler full of beer. Uh, well, so we don't have to. It's going to be six hours long. It's going to 10 be breaks to go get beer. No, it's going to be concise and tight and, and almost more simple than what we normally do. Yeah, because the peanut yes. gallery is still going to be here. They're going to be in the other room getting annoyed if we take longer than 90 minutes, which is the appropriate length for a podcast, in my opinion. Well, well, why don't we go ahead and move into music instead of discussing for 20 minutes? Let's do it. What we're going like to do that. music in the future. <laughs> See, that's why you're in charge, Keith. Good job. <laughs> so, Charles, music yep. for the week. What you got? All right. So, uh, I guess mine is a little bit geography based. Uh, that's just what the mode I've been thinking of. And the first person I have is her name is all. I cannot pronounce her name. Aldous Harding. Familiar Keith. If you heard barrel, I'm not, I think if you heard barrel, you at hundred percent would know this artist. Uh, she's from New Zealand. Uh, she, her partner is from Wales. She lives in Wales now and real stripped down, uh, musician. Uh, all I can say super awesome. I'm going to share the barrel for sure. A couple more tracks. And then my second artist, which I am so psyched about because psyched, I'm so psyched about because psyched, psyched, new word right here. You heard it first. Webster, go ahead and put it in your dictionary. You can be psyched. There you go. People have been saying psyched in Nashville for years. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be, I'm going to be butthurt about that comment. The rest of the podcast, just so you know. So, um. I'm my my the real artist I want to talk about is an artist called Arlo Parks. 
And I do uh, like Arlo Parks. And the, her latest album, which I don't know the name of because I didn't do my research and I'm winging it, um, is the first album in a long, long time that I can listen to start to finish and then start over again. Like, she's so good. She's uh, she's indie, but she's poppy. Um, just, I, I don't really know how to describe her. I mean, one interesting thing about her, and I don't know how I'm going to come out sounding on this, is that she's black, but she definitely, like, sings with an English accent. So well, there's black people in England. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was on TikTok while Charles was talking and it just played over the speaker. And I'm sorry. That was rude yeah. of me and I won't do it anymore. That's okay. But anyways, um, no, I, I know there are, I, there are English black people and stuff like that. She just, um, uh, she just transcends race. I guess I'll say it that way. Um, just so good. Um, is that Very. Boomer's foots that we're hearing? Yeah, thanks, Boomer. <laughs> yeah, they're all right here. I don't know why. Um, you want to say anything, Boomer? Okay, Boomer. All right. But anyways. Um, well played. Well played. Somebody had <laughs> yeah. to say it. Yeah. Anyways, she's so good. Check her out. Maybe I'll put the entire album on the playlist because it's that good. Uh, just fantastic English artist. Uh, you know, she, uh, some of her influences are, you know, Phoebe Bridgers. I like her a little bit. And uh, things like S- Sufjan Stevens. Um, she's just really, really, really good. Um, she's indie, but well-produced pop songs. Just delicious. I'll leave it at that. Awesome. Steven, you want to go next or you want me to go next? No, so definitely trying to stick with the geography theme that I just heard about um, tonight. <laughs> you know, I think I'm on like, stupid shit. You know when you go like on a tour of a of a place you've never been to, sometimes they like give you headphones and like you listen to like an audio tour while you walk around and learn about the geography of the local place, or or like the sixth floor museum in Dallas. Like you could do the audio tour. Yeah, exactly, Keith. So what I was thinking about for my band is the band, the Walkman, because you can listen to those headphones with the tape and a Walkman. So I plan this ahead. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I've been trying to like go back to my roots a little bit. And when I think about if there's one band that I remember from my childhood, absolutely loving and never being able to f- like, when I go back and listen to them, I don't like them as much as I do in my memory. So I choose not to listen to them. It's the psychedelic furs. So Oh, what? I was, what? I, I love the psychedelic first. Yeah. But, but like when you listen to them now, it just sounds very dated to me. And I think, I think the reason why maybe is because there's a lot of that kind of like post-punk style of music that came out that has, you know, I, I, I don't know. Psychedelic first is one example, but they, they, that genre kind of evolved in the late nineties and early two thousands. And we hear a lot of, a lot more of it now. So when I listen to like the psychedelic first, it sounds very dated to me anyway. So long story short, bands like strokes, Charles, which when I played the Walkman today, that's one of the yep. things that you said it's reminded you of yep. like the, those, those, those types of bands, I would put the Walkman in there as a, as a, as a contemporary and like, kind of like, you know, one of the groups that modernized that kind of genre of music. And I really like them and they're pretty good. And Hamilton, I don't, I don't know how to say the last name. Left Lefthauser, like that's how I say it. I don't know. I would have said Suf John Stevens because that's wrong, and but I don't know how to say people's names. Um, I, I like, probably said it wrong. No, I think you're probably right. <laughs> I don't. I've never known how to say that dude's name. But Hamilton it's, uh, Lefthauser. Hamilton Lighthouser. 
Thank you, Keith. He he has an album out now, and he's kind of on his own. And yeah, they're just good. You can check them out. I'll put some put some of their songs on the mixtape. I think they're like a band that's like influenced so many other bands, but don't get the credit for it. Yeah, that's kind of like how I feel about them. like I, I was hearing Arctic Monkey. I was hearing the Stokes. I was I was even hearing. Uh, Car seat headrest. That's exactly what I was just yeah. gonna say. Car seat yeah. headrest. Yeah, I hear a yeah. lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they use a lot of they sound cool too because it's a good mix of like very I don't know what the right word is. Not acoustic, but like old instruments. Like you raw, hear like actual raw. pianos. Clean. Yeah. And you, yeah. And you hear like like regular old electric guitars and I don't know. Everything just has like a different, like I wouldn't say a dated feel to it, but a slightly out of place feel from what you hear right now so yeah. i think it's kind of cool i like them. and i i don't know anything about them but um maybe they were embracing that i think they kind of came out like after the walkman was done you know mm-hmm. people were looking oh yeah at they were they were like a i think early 2000s late 90s yeah so they so people yeah. might have been listening to discmans or right mp3 players or something like that and they were handling back to a like older time so keith 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 is eating dinner sure on the podcast. I don't know how I feel about our boss eating dinner while we're working. Yeah, boss. What's up, man? What are you talking about? I'm not I'm not eating dinner. I'm just processing everything you guys have to say. How do you feel about the Walkman, Keith? I love the Walkman. I think they're great. <laughs> That's no, it. Seriously, they're they're on my playlist. I do love the Walkman. Okay. That was a that was a deep, deep dive there, Keith. <laughs> I I they the Walkman to me always sound retro without being retro. Yeah. And I think that's why I like them. You could you could hear them being played over a cassette knowing that they would never have had a cassette. Was it does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, my music of the week I went with the theme, and we're at the end of February. And do you guys know what February is? It's Black History Month. It's Boom. The, it's the month that we're in right now. It is Black History Month. This is the last day of Black History Month. And so my theme this week is Black Musicians Matter. Not geography. Not geography. And so I said I, I knew I was going to do this theme over the past couple of weeks. And I've went back and forth on how I was going to execute this because I could go deep into African-American artists that aren't usually looked at or listened to. And then I realized some of my favorite African-American artists are people that kind of fly under the radar nowadays with the younger, like younger generation. We know who they are. We have no doubt who they are, but if you bring them up and I only know this because I've brought it up to 20 something year olds and they don't know who these people are. And so I, I want to make sure that these people kind of get recognition for the amazing things that they did. And the names I'm going to say, you guys are going to laugh because you just assume everybody knows who these people are. But it's something that I feel like we kind of need to bring back to the forefront. So names like Jimi Hendrix. You guys know who Jimi Hendrix is. We love Jimi Hendrix. How can you not love Jimi Hendrix? Purple Haze, All Along the Watchtower, like six to nine. Like this guy was amazing. And he was one of the few guys in the 60s to break through the pop barrier in rock and roll music and make a difference. I mean, I think you guys would agree with me on that, right? Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I don't think enough about him as being black because I just think of him as a musician. And 
I think that's what he did. Like, I don't think anybody really thought of him as black because he just could tear up a guitar. Right. So it didn't really matter what color he was. Yeah. And then you look at somebody like, and again, you and I, we know this guy. We love this guy. Marvin Gaye. How can you not love Marvin Gaye? Yeah. My, my favorite Marvin Gaye song is What's Going On? Like, that is a protest song. It's beautiful. It's amazing. And it calls out to the African-American community and all of the country as a whole. What's going on? I, I love that song. And if you just listen to that song, you're just going to be like, oh, it's it's a pop song from the 70s. When you listen to the lyrics of that song, it is life altering. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Because when I think of Marvin Gaye, I just think about having sex. So yeah, it's understandable. I thought Keith was going to say, when you listen to that song and you really listen to the lyrics, what you think is, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? So, And we, we, could di- we could dive into other artists from that time frame. We could talk about Aretha Franklin. We could talk about Gladys Knight and the Pips. We could talk about all of like Motown and whatnot. But I want to move forward just a little bit. Are y'all guys familiar with the DOC? I am not. I must be oh, one of these kids man, you're the talking DOC about. is absolutely fantastic. DOC is one of my favorite rappers from the early 80s. Absolutely incredible. Um, I'm going to recommend a couple of songs for our playlist, but he's just absolutely killer. Gangsta rapper. Um, love the DOC. And then I'm going to shoot forward just a little bit farther to today. And I've talked about this guy once before on the podcast, and I can't help but bring him up again. I got to talk about Kill a Mike. Yeah. Kill a Mike and Run the Jewels, man. Like, Kill a Mike is a voice of a generation for young African American males. And it, but it's something that I feel like the entire country should be listening to. I mean, here is a guy who makes incredible rap music, poignant lyrics. Everything you listen to has a point to it. And when he gets in front of a television and says, the fuck are you doing? Like, this is not who we are, Atlanta. And people fucking listen. And they go out and they make a difference in different ways. Not because he disagrees with what they are doing. It's because he knows there's a better way to protest. And there's a better way to move forward. And so Kill a Mike, like, that guy is going to end up in 20 years being somebody that we talk about the way that we talk about Marvin Gaye and Jimi Hendrix. I like... Uh, Keith, I feel like you left somebody out, though. Let me hear it. Rhiannon Gibbons? Rhiannon Giddens. Yeah. Oh, man. Charles, you are right. Oh. And for the record, for our listeners, Charles and I went and saw Rhiannon Giddens at Austin City Limits, a taping. And the entire night, Rhiannon Giddens stared me down. Like, her eyes and my eyes were just interlocked the entire night. And it was incredible. And she sang about just amazing things. She plays a fretless banjo. She talked about slavery. She talked about sex. She talked about all kinds of different things. But while she was singing about all these things, she was looking into my eyes. Most Mostly she was probably harnessing like, there's a white guy, you know. <laughs> You know, there's one of my oppressors. So, but, <laughs> but like, she's a true genius. Like, 
like she won like the MacArthur Genius Award and things like that. She's uh, an opera singer. She actually hosts a podcast, a podcast called uh, Arias, which is about opera. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, she's also the lead singer and um, banjo player for the Carolina Chocolate Drops. Yep. And she is one of the singers and performers for the Lost Basement Tapes. And she also recreated an instrument that no longer exists so she could play true historic folk black music uh, authentically, which I thought was really cool. So she had- Charles, I'm so I'm so glad you brought her up because I did sleep on Rihanna Giddens this week. So thank you for bringing that up. I'll have a couple of songs from hers. Um, do you remember when she? It's a lost basement tape song. But when we did go to that taping of ACL, and they did the first song, and then they came out and said. We have to do that over again because the monitor wasn't working or something wasn't working. So we didn't pick up any of the bass on that. And you looked at me and said, this could go one of two ways. Either it's going to be better than the first or this entire show shits the bed yeah. at this point. And it ended up being better than the first time. And the first time was fucking amazing. I remember you and I both had our jaws on the floor because you and I didn't really know who she was. Yeah. When we went. And so, yeah, it like, she is amazing. Thank you for bringing her up. And we'll definitely get a couple of those songs on the podcast. The only problem is I, I can't find any of her recordings to capture the live moment, the live moments we saw, you know, like. No, and, and you can't. I mean, yeah. it's just, it was so, she is so, she's so good, even on the recordings, but live, I mean, it's, I, I joke around about how she looked at me the entire time because you and I have argued about this, who she was looking at, but like, it's almost like she's staring into your soul yeah. while she's performing and you can't be helped, but be captivated and kind of pulled into whatever she is doing. I agree. What's all right. So anything else on music? Any notes? Do we want to do the uh, pick our topic for next time now or we want to wait? Yeah. What should, what should our first uh, mixtape theme be? Hmm. And I suggest we don't start with something really weird and obscure. Yeah, where we're gonna I, end I agree. With. All right. So we're heading into March. I, I walked outside today and said, you know what? Spring is here. So why don't our first one be about spring? I think that's pretty yeah. good, Keith. I, I like that. Pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I concur. Got it, Stephen. You concur? Yes, I do what I'm told. And 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 <laughs> and I just want to make sure you guys understand that you can interpret this any way you want. So, like, I think of spring as like rebirth and like you know springing to life and things like that. Like, it doesn't have to be literally spring. And the more you, well, you what if I it, was gonna put a song where it was just literally the sound of springs, like bouncing downstairs? And my, can I interpret it that way? Absolutely. Isn't that exactly what springtime by Head in the Heart is? It's like 30 seconds. And it's just like the sounds of spring. Yeah, I mean, you do what you want, but definitely points will be credited to the to people who interpret it the most interestingly. So, Can we count on Keith to have one of his fancy new sound effects that like just says, like, time to talk about our mixtape. And the theme is, boing, spring. <laughs> I, I'll see what I can do. Okay. So awesome. Well, let's, we know what our theme is for the next two weeks or next two episodes. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. And I say we Every should two- for like one to five songs each per episode. 
Yep. Okay. So we know we know what our theme is for the next two episodes. So now it's time to move into Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you're here? Entertainment. Entertainment. Keith. And who wants to go who wants to go first on entertainment? Keith, lead us off. Yeah, you go first, Keith. Well, my mine's a little bit silly this week. Uh, you guys both like Rick and Morty, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So the creator of Rick and Morty teamed up with Star Trek and created a cartoon called The Lower Decks. And it is when we watch Star Trek, we're pretty much watching the bridge, right? We're, we're used to Worf, we're used to Picard, or we're used to Kirk and Spock. You know, it's all on the bridge. This show is all about all those guys on the lower decks that you never get to hear from. They're always the ones who are running around in the scenes. But the show is fucking brilliant. And I've actually read that the show was so good and so well consumed that they are going to take these animated characters and try to fit them in in future Star Trek features as live action characters. That'd be cool. So so is, that, is it is it like... Um... You know, is it is it G? Is it PG? Or is it like more like Rick and Morty? I, it, I would say it's PG-13. They do say fucking shit, but they do bleep it out. But you know that they are saying it. So it, it definitely is, you know, tuned towards adults. But they made it safe enough that kids could watch it, I guess. But they're going to miss out on 90% of the feet. So it's almost like watching the blue collar workers who are going to say fucking shit all the time. It, that's what it's kind of like watching. Yeah. That sounds nice. pretty interesting. I'll check it out. So, so if you like Rick and Morty, I think you would like lower decks. And what's it on Keith? Where can people find it? Uh, people can find this on CBS all access, which is soon to become paramount plus. All right. Who's all right, next? You ready? Or you want me to go? I'm up. I'll go next. You could we, be. Uh, so we found a all show. Right. It, it's it. We, we we liked it enough to where we kind of I wouldn't say we binged it but we watched it that was like our TV for the you know the the week or two weeks and we might have watched like one or two episodes a night um and you know we didn't give up on it so that says something I will say that this show it, it's like a mix of like good ideas and bad acting and good acting and everything in between but it's it, it was it was pretty entertaining and it's kind of like a mystery whodunit kind of thriller plus psychological stuff plus serial killer type show and it's called uh tell me your secrets and i think it is on amazon prime is where we found it but it um it has the uh one of the the mom from the leftovers is one of the main characters like the one that joins the cult where they smoke all the time and wear white and stuff you remember them charles what were they called i can't remember what the names were but she's she's probably the most well-known act, actor in it and um the main character is I've recognized her from other stuff too, but essentially this, the main character gets out of prison in like a, uh, um, witness protection program. And she, she winds up living in this small town in Louisiana. She was dating a serial rapist, serial killer. And you know, the, there's the, the mom from the leftovers, her daughter disappeared about the same time and is convinced that this lady knows something about it. So it's trying to track her down. And it's pretty good. I recommend it. Ending is very frustrating and kind of dumb, but it is kind of, it is what it is for an Amazon Prime series. It's not, you know, Breaking Bad or anything like that, but it was definitely entertaining and I recommend it. I'll Tell check me your out. secrets. Tell me your secrets. I'll go next since Keith is eating. Uh, 
I'm just deliberating over everything oh, you guys yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm picking something a little different this year, this this week. Um, I'm going to do long form podcasts. So I think it's the perfect antidote to like social media and quick quips from people and sound bites and things like that. Do we qualify as long form podcasts? What's that? What's long oh, form podcasts? It, they're usually pretty long. I'd say they average between an hour and a half and two hours, but they're a little different from us because they just talk about the same thing for the whole time. So, and interesting or not, uh, a lot of the ones I pick are conservative just because it's a, a different perspective. It's a well-informed perspective that maybe I don't always agree with, um, but might have something to say. And at least they have to defend their ideas because they're speaking for a long period over it and have to like work out the nuance and stuff like that. So you guys know Jordan Peterson? Can't say I do. The name sounds familiar. Yeah, he's a, he's an author. He writes a lot of fiction stuff, but he's also kind of like um, he's a professor. He gets a lot of shit from the left. Um, he, that's one of my favorite podcasts. Is his uh, another one's called Dark Horse, and this is Brett Weinstein. If Weinstein Weinstein um, any relation to Harvey? Because I'm already going to tune out if there is. No, it's not. But this this is the guy, and I hope you know who he is. Where uh, the college had a uh, like a day of silence or something like that, and it started out where like minority students would not come to class, right? But it quickly devolved into white people should not come on campus that day. They shouldn't appear on campus that day. And uh, he's you know he's an ev- evolutionary biologist. You know, that's something that I identify with pretty, pretty easily. And I think he was in the right in this situation. And I think he's, for the most part, pretty left, but he got burned so bad by the hard left that he has an interesting perspective. He lives in Portland. That's a unique place to live. Um, I think his podcast is really good. It's really well informed and intelligent. Um, another guy I listen to is uh, the Glenn Lowry show on Blogging Heads TV. He's a black conservative long term long form discussions and i mean i think that's a really good perspective to hear from so i have i have a liberal one on here ezra klein he is so awesome if you haven't listened to anything from him he's now with the new uh new york times and uh he's just i think people like to hate him but he's super intelligent um then I have Sam Harris. It's called Making Sense. That one kind of sucks because it's a paywall one. So you get to listen like the first hour and then they cut you off unless you pay. But Sam Harris is like a, what you call one of the new atheists. Uh, but he's also kind of he's brought up some very controversial topics like, for example, what if the data showed that intelligence had a correlation with race? Like that is a scary topic to talk about. And he's like a cognitive. Sure it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but he's not scared to go there. Um, this guy, uh, Sean Carroll, though, nobody has a problem with this guy. This guy is like a theoretical physicist, just the smartest person ever. But he talks about like philosophy and culture and society and stuff like that. So good. But I mean, these people can't really hide. You know, they have to really talk out their opinions. And usually they have people on that, like, call them to, you know, call their opinions into question and push back on things and stuff like that. I just think it's a really good 
thing to listen to, like long form discussions where people have to defend what they believe and things like that. I don't know. I like it. Are they really defending? Do you really have to defend what you believe though? If it's your podcast and you can spend two hours talking about whatever you want, like, I mean, you're not like in a room with people that they're going to call you out. Like for example, saying, what if the data showed X, Y, and Z? Well, you can play what if all you want. Like, you know, I mean, you, you could talk about what, like, why are you picking that as a topic? It's a little bit inflammatory and feeds into a lot of, you know, dog whistly racist things too. Yeah. I, but nobody's going to do that on his podcast. You know what I mean? Cause like he's picking the people that he's going to talk to and stuff like that. Well, I agree, but I think there's a kind of a philosophy in the long form podcast community to like have people that call you into into account like for example sam harris was in a long-form podcast with ezra klein two diametrically opposed people and they just went at it and that was talk about long form that was like two and a half hours or something like that and it was really good just to see the pushback back and forth like these two intellectuals going back and forth you know i i i i think it's really good and I don't think it's tailored as much as you think it is. I mean, many times I think it is because they could pick somebody like a softball kind of person that agrees with their opinion and stuff. But they they seem to seek out people that like disagree with them and they they want the battlefield of rationality. They want to like hash it out. It's I think it's really good. And and if it's not, I mean, you have an opportunity to like see the flaws in their argument, mm -hmm. things like that. Like you can't really hide but behind a quick quip. So I don't know. I, I think like I just it. weigh it. I, I agree with you. And you make a point. I, I think I just weigh it with this idea of anybody with a microphone can put their voice out there and pretend that they know what the hell they're talking about. And we're the same way. Like, we don't know what the hell we're talking about. Like, we're talking about beer and music and entertainment. Like, we are no more qualified to talk about any of this bullshit. And we could talk about our college degrees, but yep. we're not talking about those things. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, like, an astrophysicist, for example, talking about philosophy and culture is no more qualified to talk about philosophy or culture than me but also no less qualified you know what i'm saying so like but i but i do i do find it interesting that people portray themselves in their podcasting biography with their quote-unquote expertise in subject a and then proceed to talk about subjects b c d and e like they're experts no no guys that, that's before, a great example go ahead keith well i was just going to say charles everything you brought up in steven is going to move us into our esoteric topic. Which is coming soon because I wanted to reply to to Stephen, right? It's long-form yeah. podcasting, Keith. You can't shut them down. But I just... Charles, before, I, I agree with you. I like those podcasts too. I'm not, I'm yeah. not like saying they're not good. They're I, not. I just want to say before we get started and, and before you... I, I'm just out of beer. So oh, I'm going to open okay. up... Will you open your beer while we talk? So yeah, Charles, I, I like them, but I find them infuriating. But part of what I like about them is that I find them infuriating. It's the same way with like, I remember when, you know, there was a time in my college career when I had to drive like, I don't know, an hour and a half every day for school. You know what I mean? Like to get to college when I went back to school. Yep. And I would listen to, on the way home, I would listen to either the Astros on AM radio. And if they weren't playing, since I would be looking for them, I would always find myself listening to like conservative talk radio, like yep. the Sean Hannity show and shit. Yep. And it's so interesting to listen to, but part because it infuriates me so much because they're, because like you have this platform where people can just say whatever they want with no like real pushback from people. Like it's not, it's not really yeah. a debate at all. And you give and talk radio is a good example, similar thing where you give people so much time to just wear down the listener with like repetitious 
things that aren't necessarily tied, aren't necessarily backed up by any sort of evidence or in some cases even logic, but they back, they're backed up by the next statement. So you, you, they kind of like, they're really good at like building these houses of cards. I'm not saying all the people that you mentioned do that, you know what I mean? But yeah. it is a very common thing that happens. And that platform, whether it's talk radio or podcasting or anything where you give someone, you know, two or three hours of just themselves. I mean, a book could be arguably the exact same thing, you know, so this isn't new. Yeah. I'm not criticizing that, yeah. but it's, it's, it's interesting to listen to. I do feel that it gives you insight when you listen to like people that you don't agree with a little bit of like insight into their arguments, but really it gives me more insight into like the things that I know people are going to start saying like incorrectly or using as facts or posting on social media. And you kind of get an idea, like why do people think this? Well, they get it from places like that where people can just put out whatever the hell they want with no consequences. Anyway, and I'm not saying that's a criticism. Uh, Okay. So a a couple counterpoints. First of all, I don't think anybody listens to long form podcasts. They don't have the patience for it. They want that quick soundbite. You know yeah, I, I think saying? I would disagree. Yeah. Some people do, but okay. you do. Well, I well I do, but uh, I I don't think that's I I don't think that's a I don't think stuff is bubbling up from this. I think they address things that are going on, and uh, Sean or Glenn, the black conservative guy, I I disagree with him like ninety eight percent of the time. But he also has like this unique experience of going through like academia mm-hmm. as a black person and seeing like things being handed out. I mean, I don't know. I'm not in that world, but you could see I, you get to see his perspective. And that's that's interesting. And then Sean Carroll, the physicist guy I was talking about, just listen to one of his episodes. And he's just he's just a keen mind. Like he's just really smart and rational about what he's the way he responds to people and stuff like that. So like he doesn't think we lost think Charles. He's an- okay, so let's pick up. Stephen, you had a question for Charles. Let's go. Charles, how are you? I don't know what he's talking about. I, I'm, I have I'm a well. Question for you? <laughs> I'm well. I, I think we were just like hashing out the we long form. Yeah, uh, it was kind of it was actually perfect because for the listeners, what happened was we were having a discussion and we were kind of like not disagreeing, but you know, posing questions of each other, yep, pushing back, and, and then forth. all of a sudden, our little recording app dropped the two of us from our conversation, so Keith could hear us, and but we couldn't hear each other. And Charles kept talking, doing his long form of podcasting, and I kept talking to him my long form of podcasting and we probably both sounded really smart to a listener but we weren't really informed by each other's conversations it was very meta yeah that that pretty much sums it up yeah yeah i think i'll just leave the long form podcasting with this is that like whoever they're talking with has opportunities to make their points heard and they're they're heard and 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 rebuttals are given specific to the terms and then that person has an opportunity to say well you didn't really address this and i just think that's really good um and i don't i don't think i've been convinced like i don't you know i i don't agree with sam harris when he talks about like race and iq and things like that but he gets to put his 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 shit out there you know he gets to make his point and then i can decide for myself and it's not a tweet you know and it's it's so counter to what is mostly going on right now with like quick little quips and uh, and I don't know why I've gravitated to people that I don't really agree with. I guess I want to really hear their arguments, um, but very few of them have, have I shut off. Like I, I I'm like okay, I see your perspective. You know, you're you're going through something very specific to you, and I see it like a black guy through academia or whatever, and. Uh, 
And so sometimes that's really important to me. And sometimes just really smart people. Like I'm telling this Sean Carroll guy, Mindscape is so good. He's just so smart and intelligent and he can talk to anybody, even if he knows nothing about the topic. I mean, he was talking about like the Odyssey the other day and like how the Chinese view the Odyssey. Like what the fuck? Like it is, it, 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 they're just good. It's, it's like a book versus a tweet. You know, it's just people get to make their, their, their arguments and have discussions about things. It's, it's, it's really good. And it's not for everybody. You have to patience for it. I mean, I think it helps that I listen to my uh, podcast in two X, you know, so they're going really fast, (laughs) but. Charles, I agree with everything you said. Don't take, don't take my questions and stuff like that as like, because to be honest, what I'm really, I'm conflating that with really everything you see when you have an expert, quote unquote, either putting their voice or their face out, their image out there talking about something. And they all pick who their audience is going to be or who their, Gu- guys, their counterpart is going to be and who they're going to talk guys, talk the, forth to. You're both and making good points, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping gonna it up, a, Keith. Gosh, I'm going to put a chill. quick pause on this just because this is leading into our esoteric topic of the night. And... I I don't want you to blow your load on an entertainment segment that you could blow your load in the esoteric topic segment. And we got to keep the esoteric topic pretty short tonight since there's tornadoes moving in. But what I want to do before we move into our esoteric topic is go ahead and do another beer. Because we're going to need it for our esoteric topic. That, that's so, what he stopped everything for was his beer. No, no we're going to start with Stephen because I saw that Stephen had a new beer a few minutes ago. I happened to recognize what beer it was, and I'm excited to hear Stephen's review of this beer. It tastes pretty good. Keith, go for it. <laughs> talk about the beer. <laughs> no, yeah, I want you to talk about the beer. You, you're having Bell's Best Brown. Am I correct? That is correct. And what are your thoughts on it? It tastes pretty good. It's almost gone. I I, I opened it a while back, like, <laughs> which is fine. But so let let's get your feedback on it and get a ranking. A brown? Do you like browns? Uh, yeah. No. This is, it's pretty tasty. I'm enjoying it. It's it's nutty and tastes like a brown. Um, not too sweet. Not too hoppy. I like it. And I'll give it um, two out of three shades of brown. Okay. I am having. A triple home style. This is from Bearded Iris's fifth anniversary releases as well. So they have the home style, they have the double home style, and throughout the year they have the triple home style. But this one is wet hopped with citra. Now, Stephen, as somebody who's brewed a lot, do you know the difference between wet hopping and dry hopping? I don't, Keith. I'm going to say one involves water. Or maybe uh, one's you, done after the boil and one's done not after the boil. Actually, know. you're Tell incorrect. Us. Wet hopping is when you use a fresh picked hops in the fermentation process. So instead of using dried or hop pellets, you use fresh picked hops that are still have a ton of moisture in them. So you're using fresh hops. In this case, you know, we're in, they probably brewed this in January. And so they froze them. So, but they're still full of moisture. And that's what makes this a little bit different is a wet hopped triple style and it's a little boozy but man it is really good um they also use cryo mosaic and i'm not very familiar with the cryo mosaic are either one of you guys familiar with that i am not nope okay 
So cryo, what does cryo mean? To free something very quickly, usually. So these are probably mosaic hops that were pulled off of the vine and flash frozen is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Could be. So, and it says right on the can, double dry hop mosaic, mosaic cryo and frozen citra. So, and we know the frozen citra was what added to the wet hop. It's really fucking good. Um, I mean, you definitely get that like citra, like grapefruit nose. Um, it's good. It's really fucking good. I'm going to give it a quadruple out of a triple. Boom. 125%. Ka-chow. A 1.25% triple. Keith, one thing though, one clarification. Dry hopping is when you put the hops in the beer after the boil. Correct. But wet hopping means that wet hopping has nothing to do with dry hopping. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just pointing out that earlier you said wet hopping is using fresh hops and dry hopping is using dried hops. Just making sure that- My my apologies. Dry hopping is adding hops after you have boiled, you put it in the fermenter, you've probably reached primary fermentation, the completion of that, you add your dry hops in. Wet hopping is completely different, has nothing to do when the hops are added. It's just the type of hops. So if I didn't explain that clearly enough, that's on me. All right, guys, so let's move into our esoteric topic. We're going to keep this pretty short tonight. And the esoteric topic kind of goes back to what you guys were talking about with the long form podcast and whatnot. And it is, we hear a lot about fake news and we hear a lot about untrustworthy news and we hear a lot about left-leaning news or right-leaning news. And So my question to you guys is, at the end of the day, if you want the most factual statements, where are you going? Hmm. Well, give me an example. Okay. So say President Trump made a statement and MSNBC takes it this way and says, oh my God, look, he's trying to start nuclear warfare. And Fox News says, oh my God, he's trying to divert nuclear warfare with the threat of nuclear warfare. Just that, I mean, I'm just throwing out examples here. Just a random one that makes no sense whatsoever. But you know that these sides review things completely differently in the way they take them. I, I know we are all fans of Rachel Maddow, but Rachel Maddow definitely leans things farther left than you would get on a CNN or a CBS news or something along those lines. And Fox news, Tucker Carlson's going to take things farther right than you would get on CBS or ABC news. And so my question is if our listeners are listening and saying, Hey, bearded bros, where should I go to get the most pertinent information that is unbiased so I have an unfiltered view on exactly what's going on? Where are we sending them? To none of those places, including Rachel Maddow. Yeah, I, w- I, would, <laughs> say, I would say C-SPAN. Those aren't news. Yeah. C-SPAN, you, where, where they just record it. Keith, you, you predicated this with, with facts, right? Where do we go for facts? Correct. None of those, none of those, none of those outlets are really about facts. They're all about starting with something like there might be a fact about somebody said X, but what they actually talk about and what people go for is the interpretation of X, which those aren't facts. Those are opinions. And some of them can be more well, uh, maybe some of them can be very 
deliberately, you know, disingenuous. And some of them can be, you know, more honest and more forthcoming. But um, none of those places are for facts. Also, like, it's not news if somebody's commenting on, Mm -hmm. like, you know, they're giving their opinion on what just happened. That's not news. News is this is what happened. Trump said this. That's it. That's it. You know. That's the fact. Yeah. So I, I would say NPR is a good source. You you had mentioned C-SPAN. NPR News is an unbiased source. They report the news. I think they're well, a little I mean, biased. Everything everything has bias, Keith. You're biased, I'm biased, everything is biased. That's true. But C-SPAN, and don't get me wrong, I watch C-SPAN. I don't just watch C-SPAN. I watch C-SPAN too when I want to know what's going on in the House, in the Senate. But your average American doesn't know what the fuck they're saying when they're watching it. I don't think that's the case. I think the average American thinks it's boring. I think it's boring. It, you know, they would rather have somebody tell them and pick the things that happened and give them what they think is either infuriating or funny interpretations of it. So that reinforces their worldviews. I think we all do that, whether we want to or not. But I, I think agree. people are intelligent enough to watch C-SPAN. Who are you going to see talking on C-SPAN that, you know, that Marjorie Green, like, anyone's intelligent enough to understand what she's saying. (laughs) It's not like she's making very coherent points. It's just boring. I'm sorry, guys, we lost video. Um, That's all right. There's a lot of thunderstorms moving in and the Metro Nashville just tried to call me. So I'm trying to get our video back up. But uh, what what happened to people forming their own opinions? Mm -hmm. Like, Like just watching something and deciding for themselves? Well, I feel like those days ended when CNN and, you know, Fox News came on board. It used to be we had Walter Cronkite tell us the news and Walter Cronkite told us the news. Well, I mean, I wasn't old enough to really watch Walter Cronkite tell people the news, but I'm I'm there were still people choosing what Walter Cronkite was going to talk about. And there's a lot of news that didn't get in front of people, you know? So I I think now we, now we have a lot more information and yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's designed to inflame opinions and emotions to get people to keep watching, but it's still, we have more information now than we ever did before. So like, I would definitely not tell someone to just go to NPR. I listen to NPR every morning when I'm making breakfast and the coffee and, you know, that kind of stuff. But I also go to Fox News and occasionally, like, I'll go to freaking Breitbart's page to, to see what they're talking about. And same, like with Charles, like the long form co- podcasting, I think it's a good idea to go listen to all those other opinions, not to get an opinion, but to listen to all the other opinions. I think that's good. And I think we're better off than we ever have been with that. Except for we're doing the work and most people don't. And And when we talk about like CNN or MSNBC... We sound like boomers. Like that's not where most people get their news. Mm-hmm. You know, they get it from TikTok or something like that. You know, um, how many people get their news from? You know, it used to be John Stewart. I'm guilty of this. I used to get some of my news from John Stewart. But how many people are getting it from like staying up and watching Stephen Colbert after their local news goes off? Because you don't get a lot of national news on your local news. It. it Except for you, you might get a snippet or two, but it's mostly what's going on in your local community. So I wonder if there is a large percentage of people, and I'll be honest with you, I'm guilty of it. Like, okay, local news is off. I'm going to watch Colbert. And sometimes I learn stuff on Colbert that I'm not getting on the local news, especially if I haven't tuned in one of the major news networks throughout the day. So 
I don't know how to respond to that, so I'll just talk about how I get my news. And I listen to uh, I listen to NPR's like Daily Show news wrap up kind of thing first thing in the morning. I listen to New York Times, and I listen to some the Texas Tribune because it's more local. But uh, it's so repetitive; like they all pick the same stories to talk about. And that can't be all of it, you know. Like, why are they all picking these these so obvious things, uh, you know, to fixate on? I don't know. But uh, I don't know. I think I I don't think people do news. I think it's, that's a boomer thing. I think that's we do it. But uh, I, I can't believe Keith watches the local news. I don't. The local news in, in Central Texas is such it's so stupid. I don't watch it. It's so bad. oh, are you well? Let me be fair. The local news in Central Texas. I, I was a fan of KCEN because we had a friend that was on KCEN who now lives in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get my news. I listen to NPR every morning. Um, you know, that's that's my homepage when I open up a new browser. So if I need to just like check headlines, I do that for headlines instead of someplace else, especially instead of Twitter, which I have a bad habit of going to for quote unquote news, which is not, it's, it's too news. It's too, uh, too timely. It's what happened five seconds ago and something else is going to happen in 10 seconds. And it just, it's stupid. Um, I get a lot of my news from Reddit. So I subscribe to, you know, the politics subreddit is a really good one. Um, but then also like, you know, Ask a Trump supporter subreddit was good for the past four years and the conservative subreddit and, you know, there's the liberal subreddit, like, like those are all good. And I think, I think you should go and see and hear and listen to all sorts of people. You know, I don't subscribe to let's make America a Nazi country Reddit. Like, I'm not saying you should give all voices like equal weight by any stretch of the imagination, but you should, you should listen and, and you should get your news from lots of places and you should know that it is not really quote unquote news if what you're looking for is facts it is all interpretation of a series of facts and you're not even getting all the facts there's lots of things that nobody talks about because it's not infuriating but it's probably more important to you yeah that's the big one that's the big one right there yeah all right guys well we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up i think we all agree like seek out a bunch of different sources just like you're writing a peer-reviewed journal you need different sources to back up whatever you're thinking and if you're not getting if you're just in an echo chamber you're probably in the wrong spot and and keith to go with your uh your tagline like everything seems like it's national. It's not like stop worrying about all that shit that really does not affect you and start thinking about like local stuff that's going on. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I, you know? A good example of that, Charles, I saw a bunch of people were infuriating, infuriated about a, a school bus had a mix up and it dropped a kid off at their house and the kid, the parents weren't home because they were at work. It was like early release and they had to sit there for like four hours. It was like, it was like a six year old kid. Everybody was like all mad about it. It happened in like Iowa. Like, like this one thing happens in one part of the country and it spreads and it makes it sound like it's happening everywhere. It happened next door. It's like, we, we, we freak out about the dumbest things. And, and, and when I look at my local community, I feel like they're doing a really good job on almost everything. Like, like vaccine rollouts have been really, really good. Uh, I look at, uh, just management of like school districts and stuff like that. Like, and if they're not, you know, you can call them out. That's the stuff that really affects you. So I think it's so easy to go national. Just worry about you. 
like concentric circles. You got you, you have your family, you have your neighborhood, you have your community. Like worry about those things first. Those should be the top priority. And then outside of that, it seems like it's important, but it's not. All right, guys. So before how, we- how have we not talked about Mr. Potato Head? <laughs> <laughs> you mean Potato Head? Yeah. <laughs> so before I lose power and much worse internet service, um, let's go ahead and make a couple of announcements. One, we'll be podcasting in a couple of weeks, and then we will have a short turnaround because we'll be podcasting a week later from Texas, and that will be an in-person podcast where we'll be reviewing some bearded iris beer that they sent us. And yeah, that's all I've got. So why don't we go ahead and lead off with our taglines for the evening. And Charles, why don't you kick us off? Uh, once uh, is perfect. Steve, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No, that's, no, no, that's good. I like it. Yep. We'll leave it at that. All right, Steven, your tagline for the night. Uh, but bump. And if you change your community, you change the world. Thanks for listening. And as always, cheers. Peace out. Adios. All right, and thank you for listening to another episode of Bearded Bros Podcast. We always are happy that you tuned in to listen to us ramble on about so many different random things. And we just want to remind you that you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all social medias. Um, You can also reach out to us at beardedbrospodcast at gmail.com if you have any ideas for the show, any esoteric topics. And remember, you can always become a Patreon member to help us grow the podcast and make it a little bit better than before. We hope you've enjoyed listening. And as always, cheers.